0: Turn with me to John, please. We've been on a series, the times that I've been with you, on the Helper, talking about the great Holy Spirit. And our text has been in John and the 14th chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you this evening, hold your hand up real high. The ushers have extra Bibles, we'd be glad to. Let you use one of ours. Hold your hand up if you didn't bring one. Everybody go to John 14. And 16. John 14, 16. uh, Jesus said, I will pray the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. You cannot receive him. Unless you receive Jesus. And are born again. You know there are some that say well you know. We're all brothers. Everybody in the world. That's not true. There are two spiritual families. There are those that are born again. God is their father. There are those who who are not, who who don't accept Jesus. And Jesus told some of the most religious people of his day in the gospel account of John that they were of their father, the devil. So it's not so that the universal fatherhood of God and universal brotherhood of man, that's, that's just not true. He said the world can't receive him. It doesn't seem, It doesn't know him. But you know him for he dwells with you. And shall be in you. The Holy Spirit. He is a real person. A, a knowable person. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. He said I'm going to give you another comfort. I'm going to pray the Father. He's going to give you another comforter. The Holy Spirit. And we've been talking about what kind of help He is to us. And this study would not be complete if we didn't talk about receiving the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and speaking with other tongues. I know there's a lot of varied ideas and opinion about this, but uh, what does the Word say? On Sundays, we've been talking about examine everything you believe. Why do you believe it? Where's the Scripture? Because there is so much stuff that people believe that is not right, it's contrary to the Word. There's so much that has been said about God. And his will and his word that is just not true. And thank God you're not just to be bewildered, not knowing who and what to believe. That's why the Lord gave us this book. Everything is to be judged by this written word. Can you say amen? Amen. Go with me to Mark, please, the 16th chapter. Mark 16. Jesus is referring here to the day in which we live. Mark 16. 15. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not shall be damned. Does it make any difference what you believe? All the difference in the world. Saved or lost difference. Heaven or hell difference. And these signs shall follow them that believe. If you do believe, and among those who believe on him and are saved, you're going to see these kind of things. These signs will follow those that believe. Not those that don't believe in it. Those who do believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt them. They'll lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Now these verses bother a lot of good church going people. (laughs) They read that and they go, ooh. Sounds kind of fanatical to me. Watch who you calling fanatic. Who said this? Who said this? The head of the church. See, there's a lot of things that seem and sound strange to religious people because over the time and generations the groups have gotten so far away from the word and from God. And when you grow up with something and your parents grew up with it and your grandparents grew up with it you assume it's right. But what if great great grandpa had a goofy idea (laughs) and was just off and he passed it down to his child and his child passed it down to his child, and you wound up with it, and yeah, but but there's thousands of other people, and there's hundreds of thousands of other people believe the same way. Their parents could be off too. Are you with me, friends? The majority is not always right. In fact, if you study the scriptures, often the majority was wrong. I tell you who's right though? What the Lord said in this book, what the Spirit of God said in this book is right. Now, you, you must have a standard that is not subject to somebody else's opinion. You've got to make up your mind what's going to be your standard of belief. You've got what he said, and you've got everything else. Everybody else's ideas and opinions, including yours. Make up your mind there is one and only one standard for your faith. Amen. It is this book, yes. the Word of God.
1: Amen.
0: If you're not unsettled about that, you're in trouble. You're on shaky ground. You're easily deceived. You're easily misled. You'll never have a strong foundation. You won't have stability till you get something solid in your life. And this is it. Yeah. This is the anchor for our soul.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Come on, are you listening? Yes. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but these words will never pass away. This is something more sure than the ground you're standing on That's than the sun that shined on you today. Right. Yeah. 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 It, is. Yeah, it is. Why? Because Revelation says very plainly something's going to happen to our son. And that the whole elements of this earth are going to melt with fervent heat. Something's going to happen to this planet. But this word will never change. And then there will be a new heavens and a new earth. Come on, are you listening? And those of us who believe in him, who have faith in the word, who became flesh and dwelt among us and redeemed us, Are standing on something that's more secure and solid than planet earth itself. Than the light that comes from our sun, Because the one that created it spoke it into existence. And his word is more sure. Can you say amen? amen? One of the signs that would follow believers is that they would speak with new tongues. What does this mean? Some have imagined that it just means that you cleaned up your language and you don't cuss anymore. (laughs) You know, and you just talk, you know, instead of evil, you talk good. And instead of telling dirty jokes, you speak edifying things and you you got rid of the foul language. You, You have a new tongue. But this is... Almost invariably, people who don't believe in speaking in tongues, (laughs) as we're going to talk about it, you should let the Bible define what a phrase means. The answer to Bible questions are in the Bible. Go with me to Acts, the second chapter, and let's see what other references to tongues we're talking about. Not many days after the Lord was resurrected, something happened on the day of Pentecost. He had told them in Luke 2449 you'd have to turn there. Jesus said, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. What is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? It is an endowment of power from on high. The New American Standard says it like this. I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. You are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Everybody say clothed with power. Clothed with power. Now, go to John Let's see, the 20th chapter, John 20, Jesus has raised from the dead, down about verse 21 or so, well, verse 20, when Jesus had said some things, he he showed him his hands and his side, they're still in shock uh, that he, they knew he was dead, and now they're looking at him, you remember Thomas said, I won't believe it. Unless I can put my finger in those holes where those spikes were and I can put my hand in his side where that spear went. Because he saw it. He knew it. He knew he was dead. And even though people he believed in told him that he was raised from the dead, he said, I I don't believe it. unless I see. And, of course, the Lord corrected him and said, uh, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. But he showed them his hands and his side, and then they were glad. Don't you know they were? When they saw the Lord. Verse 21. Then said Jesus again to them, Peace be unto you as my Father has sent me, even so send I you. Keep going. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, what? Receive, Receive ye. The Holy Ghost. Now King James says ghost. Most of your modern translations will say spirit. Ghost is just an old English word for spirit. Receive ye the Holy Spirit. Well do you, do you reckon something happened to them. When he breathed on them. And said this. Yes. Huh? They were this is reminiscent of Genesis. Uh-huh. When God formed man. Out of the dust and of the ground. And then he breathed. Into him. The breath of life. And man became a living soul. But you see. Adam and Eve. Were alive unto God once. But he warned them. That if they sinned. They would die. Well they they did. They didn't heed what he said. And they bowed their knee. To the tempting Devil through the serpent and they died but they didn't fall dead physically but they did die and then hundreds of years later they died physically everything natural is connected to something spiritual everything you have life in your heart your lungs your brain because there's life in your spirit you know, sometimes people try to say, well, yeah, we understand so much about neurology and so much about these. Thank God for what little we found out. But there are people who don't have faith in God who try to act like, well, we, we can trace the course of everything. Can you now? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's automatic, you know, there's these involuntary uh, actions, uh, your beating of your heart and this and that, and, and the, light, the, the nerve energy flows along here. Okay, where does it come from to get to there? you can't see that under a microscope you can't test it with litmus paper are you listening friend why it's spirit you got life in your body because you got life in your spirit because God is life and he created you he's the father of spirits and when your spirit leaves your body which is death physical death You don't cease to exist. Your body dies because you're not in it anymore. Physical death is just like pulling a hand out of a glove. It's exactly what it's like. You leave your body. And James says the body without the spirit is dead. Well, Jesus breathed on them. Put put the, the scripture back up there. What did he do? He breathed on them and said, Come on, put yourself in the room. Put yourself in the room. Jesus went, And he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. You reckon nothing happened when he said that? Do you suppose that the disciples looked at each other and went, What was that all about? Mm
1: -mm.
0: what happened right here they were born again this is the first opportunity they have had tell me how you get born again according to Romans you believe in your heart God's raised Jesus from the dead they hadn't had an opportunity to do that until right now. And because of sin, they had all die. all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and the wages of sin is death and in Adam all die, the Bible talks about and so they were spiritually dead, even though they had been around him, the new birth was not available because he had not died and not been resurrected. but now it's just happened. They can believe it. And so they're looking at him. And they're believing it. He's showing them his hands. He's showing them the side. They're believing he is actually here. He is raised from the dead. They're believing it. They had already believed that he was the Messiah. And then he goes. Receive the Holy Spirit. Are you going to tell me nothing happened to him. (laughs) When he did this. Something happened. And yet, he still said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I submit to you, friends, there is an experience subsequent to the new birth called being filled with the Holy Spirit. Same Holy Spirit, two dimensions. Now notice, in Luke 24, we read it again. He said, tarry in the city of Jerusalem until what? Till you be endued with power, clothed with power. Now go to the book of Acts, the second chapter. They did what he told them to do. There is evidence of a change in them. Before he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost, they were scared. They were hiding with the doors closed. you remember that? And after this, they went out into the streets. They were full of joy. They were celebrating. Sounds just like somebody been born again. Doesn't it? And yet, he tells them they need something else. Even though he said go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he says yet don't go until this happens. Acts 2 and 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Doing what? Doing what he told them to do. Would you say these guys are not born again yet? What happened to him when he breathed on him? And said, Receive the Holy Spirit. You, are you going to say nothing happened to him? Something happened to him. That's the first opportunity they've had to believe that Jesus has been raised from the dead. They do believe it. Do you reckon when he breathed and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, do you believe they received? Whatever he was ministering, they received it. Something happened to him. Now, Go back to the book of John. Hold your place here. And go back to John 4. Actually, let me read Acts 2. (laughs) Then we'll go to John 4. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And what happened? Suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing, mighty Wind. Wind is a type of the Holy Spirit, and He manifests Himself this way. And Jesus did what? Breathed on them. That's air moving. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3 There appeared to them cloven tongues like as of fire. Tongues. Everybody say tongues. tongues. What's well, one of the signs that follow believers? They'll speak with new tongues and it sat on them. Did you know the spirit would sit on you? Did you know he would get in the chair with you? Keep going. And they were all what? Born again. No, didn't say born again. Didn't say they became new creations in Christ Jesus. Did anything happen to them when Jesus breathed on them and said receive the Holy Ghost? Then why did they need this too? He said wait there until what? Until you be clothed. Everybody say clothed. Clothed. This is not the same as born again. Clothed with power. They begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Keep going. And it, it begins to talk about The people that saw it and heard it. Let's just keep reading for a little bit. It said they every nation under heaven, keep going. When it was noised abroad, the multitude came together, they were confounded because they heard every man was not cussing anymore. Uh Uh-uh. Speak in their language, which they know they didn't know. Keep reading. They were amazed and they marveled. You're not amazed and marveled because somebody don't cuss. This is something supernatural. They said, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Keep going. How do we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Keep going. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, dwellers in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, keep going. Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt, parts of Libya, Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews, proselytes, keep going, Cretes, Arabians, some, I guess, 17 different languages. We hear them in our tongues. And why were they so amazed? Because they knew they didn't know those languages. And yet they're hearing them. And what are they saying? The wonderful works of God. What are they saying speaking these new tongues? They are telling how wonderful God is and all the wonderful, amazing things He has done.
1: Somebody say, Glory to God. God.
0: Verse 12, next verse. They were amazed. They were in doubt. They said, what does this mean? Keep going. Others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. (laughs) You know, there's always those. I don't care how amazing what God does, how supernatural, there are always these wet blankets. (laughs) They won't accept that it's spiritual. They won't accept that it's supernatural. They won't accept that it's God. They are unbelievers. And and unpersuadable, doesn't matter what they've seen, they'll they'll, they'll try to find a natural explanation. Because they refuse to accept anything else. They're unbelievers. These men are full of new wine. Keep going. Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said, You men of Judea, all that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. These are not drunken as you suppose. He didn't say they, they weren't drunk. He just said they're not drunk like you think they are. <laughs> Sin it's the third hour of the day. It's too early for them to be drunk. Keep going. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It'll come to pass in the last days. I will pour out my spirit upon. Everybody say upon. Upon. Upon all flesh, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. It goes on with the prophecy. But obviously this was part, he said, "On my servants and handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they will prophesy. This is a pouring out of the spirit upon. Now go back to John And we'll see the reference I was referring to earlier. John 4. Jesus referred to two different experiences in the Holy Spirit. Water being a type of the Spirit, like wind is a type of the Spirit. In John 4 and 14, I believe it is. Jesus said, whoever drinks... Of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him. Everybody say in him. In him. in him. in him, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Say it out loud. In him. In him. This is the spirit within. The verses we just got through reading in Acts referred to the spirit upon. Everybody say the spirit within, the spirit, within. The, spirit upon. the spirit upon, same Holy Spirit, just one Holy Spirit, but the spirit within and the spirit upon. Go to the uh, eighth chapter, excuse me, excuse me, seventh chapter, a little bit before that seventh chapter and the 37th verse, 737 In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38. He that believes on me as the scripture has said, Out of his belly shall flow. This is something that flows out. Rivers of living water. Well, water is water, but water in the well, water in the river, still water, But it's not the same either. Right? Drawing up a bucket of water to quench your thirst is one thing. Rivers of water flowing out is another. Both water. Both types of the Spirit. Verse 39. This spake he of the Spirit. The Bible itself says this, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. These are people who already believe on him. Mm -hmm. Why am I taking time to talk about this like this? You know why if you've been around church very long. There's a whole lot of people say, well, when you're born again, you receive the Holy Spirit. That's all there is to it. There is nothing else. No, there's more. I said there's more. Amen.
1: Amen. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there is more. If some of this sounds strange to you, we're not trying to take anything away from you.
1: Right. <laughs> Come on, are you listening to friends?
0: We just want you to get some more. <laughs>
1: Amen. Amen. Not trying to take anything away from you. Uh-huh.
0: Do anybody here beside me know that there's more? Do you, do you believe yes. there's more? To the Christian who doesn't speak in tongues, I would say, there's more. <laughs> to the Christian who does speak in tongues, I'd still say, there's more. There's more. <laughs> there's more. There's more. He was talking about the Spirit that they which believe on Him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now Jesus has been glorified. And the spirit has been given. So this is available to those who are believers today. Go to Acts 10. Let's look at a couple of more instances of this. Do you know why I'm giving you so much scripture? Because there's nothing else better to put your faith in. Nothing else I could say is better than this. And you don't need to leave here saying, well, you know, that's what they believe over at that church. That's what Brother Keith believes. Mm -mm, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You need to know this is what the Bible says. And you need to believe what the Bible says. Not not vicarious faith through anybody else or through any group or through any, any church or minister. You know for yourself. Acts 8 and 14. When the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John. Let's just stop right there. If you read the previous verses, you'll see that Philip went down to the city of Samaria in verse 5 and preached Christ to them. So they heard it. And then uh, the Bible said, verse uh, 12, when they had believed Philip... Preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God, the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Were these people saved? Yeah. They heard the gospel, they believed it, they received it. They're baptized in water in the name of Jesus. Were they born again? Yeah. Are they saved? Yeah. Yes. But in verse 14, which is after verse 12, you know that, right? (laughs) After they've heard the gospel, they've believed, they've been baptized in water, the apostles heard that Samaria had received the word of God, another indication they were saved. They sent them, Peter and John, who were they, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might what?
1: Receive the Holy Spirit.
0: Receive the Holy Spirit. Do saved people need to receive the Holy Spirit? Yes, Yes, they do. Obviously. Jesus' closest followers did. This group did. We're going to see it happen again. Verse 16. For as yet he was what? Didn't say he wasn't in them. What did he say? He wasn't fallen upon them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So obviously it's possible to be born again. Baptized in water. And yet this hasn't happened to you yet. Fallen upon. Everybody say fallen upon. upon. See that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. No reference to them being born again. Becoming new creatures in Christ. The Spirit of God came and sat on them. Came on them. And they were all filled. Well, how many know there's one thing to have water in the glass, but then for the glass to be filled and water coming over the sides? Water, but a different measure, right? And a different experience. No, we're not telling anybody if you don't speak in tongues, you're not born again. In fact, you must be born again to receive this. Now, it can happen quickly. Quickly. You can be born again, as we'll see in just a moment. You can be born again and filled with the Spirit. Split second. Or you can be born again like I was for years. And then get filled with the Spirit. Or you can be born again and never be filled with the Spirit and speak in tongues and love God with all your heart. Go to heaven when you die. Did you hear me, friends? Yeah. Oh, but why would you want to miss out on this? If we're a part of the same church as the book of Acts, and we got the same Holy Spirit they had, why couldn't we have the same experiences, the same manifestations that we read about? If we're not having those, we're having something that you don't see in the book something different, something less. Somebody say, There's more. more. Say it out loud, I believe there's more.
1: I believe there's more. There's more.
0: And so, verse 17, they laid their hands on them, and what happened? Believers who had already heard the gospel, already believed, already been baptized in water, had hands laid on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said, Simon saw. Uh, the Holy Ghost was given he saw something wonder what he saw it'd be reasonable to assume he saw something similar to what they saw in Acts 2 and as we're going to see in Acts 19 and other places let's look at it go over to Acts 19 oh stop in Acts 10 (laughs) I keep trying to shorten this but you know some things take time
1: And you might say, well, I already
0: know all this. Well, you're not the only person here tonight. (laughs) And I assure you, you don't know it as good as you could know it. (laughs) And beside all this, some folks ought to be really paying attention because the Lord would have you share this with some other people. You. And if you're just sitting up here and drifting and watching your clock, you're missing the boat because I'm telling you there's a number of people the Lord's going to provide you a situation and so people are going to have some questions about this and you need to be able to take them through the Word and show them what the Word says so that it's not just what we believe over at our church. Chapter 10. Peter had this supernatural experience where the Lord gave him a a vision and then he was dealing with Cornelius and sent people to his house and, and he wound up preaching in a Gentile's house which was unheard of, you just didn't do it how many of the Spirit of God will cause you to wind up in places you never thought you'd go and do things you never thought you'd do verse 44 while Peter yet spake these words and you'll find that he just told them enough to believe that Jesus is the Christ and, and died on the cross and has been raised from the dead, he just barely told them enough but that's enough to be born again As he spoke those words, what happened? The Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How'd they know? Because they heard them speak with tongues, and what? Acts 2 said they were speaking with tongues and they were glorifying God. Here they were speaking with tongues and magnifying God. See, a lot of people imagine that when you're speaking with tongues, it's always intercessory prayer. Oh, no, 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 no. A lot of times the basics of it is glory to God, hallelujah, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He's created the heavens and the earth. His awesome power is displayed in our our Lord Jesus in his death and burial and resurrection. The mighty power of God was shown on our behalf when he was raised from the dead by the glory of God the Father. And you can say like that, that like this. Koalish denichi, Basale, O people say, Well, I don't know, I don't believe in that. Can you read? Can you hear? Don't let somebody who doesn't speak in tongues tell you why it's passed away. What do they know about it? People are trying to water down the Bible to match their lack of experience. It's prideful. Some people are sincere about it. Some are not. But you ought to have enough humility to realize when you see something in the Word, if you don't understand it, just say you don't understand it. If you haven't experienced it, just say, I haven't experienced it. Oh, but friend, Uh whether it's this or any number of uh, thousands and thousands of other things, if you get serious about God and you start pressing into this word, you'll come across thing after thing and it's time for you to lay it down and go, Lord, I don't have that in my life. I'm not there yet. I'm asking you. Elevate my experience to match your word. Bring me up to this. Bring me into this. I have great compassion for those who struggled in this area. Because I did for years. I did. And uh, the Lord helped me to finally receive. It's a matter of yielding. Simple, so simple. It's a matter of faith and yielding. And if you think wrong, or you're closed to it, it won't happen. It won't be because it's not God's will, or God didn't give that gift to you. It's just because you're not, you don't believe in it, and you're not yielding to it. Am I making this up, or are we reading about this in the Word?
1: Right
0: here. Is it here? Acts 10. While Peter was speaking, the Holy Ghost fell. Everybody say the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost fell. Acts 2, the Holy Ghost fell. Acts 8, the Holy Ghost came on them. Acts 10, the Holy Ghost fell. This is coming upon. This is not the Spirit within. This is the Spirit coming upon. This is this endowment, this clothing of power from on high. Same Holy Spirit, but a different experience. And one... That follows the new birth. That comes after the new birth. No, when you're born again, that's not all there is. And after you're filled, speak with tongues. That's still not all there is. Huh? Actually, being filled and speaking with tongues is the doorway into the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. It's the doorway into the the spiritual life. Don't you misunderstand me. There's a lot of good people that love God and have amazing graces and gifts that don't speak in tongues. You know that. A lot of good people. A lot of wonderful people. Actually, there's some people, some folks that are more consecrated in some ways that don't speak in tongues than some that do. It ought not be. But it can be that way. But uh, if they're as good operating as good as they are without, imagine what they'd be with. There's more. Keep reading. They heard them, verse 46, speak with tongues. This is something they're doing out loud and other people can hear it. Say it out loud. They heard them. Speak with tongues. And magnify God. Say it again. They heard them. They heard them. They heard them. Doing what? Speaking of tongues. What kind of tongues? These are tongues not learned by natural, normal means. These are languages they did not learn. Acts 2 is very obvious about that. How could you speak in a language you never learned? How? By the utterance of the Holy Spirit and by faith. By faith. Go to the 19th chapter. 19th chapter. 19 and 1. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast came to Ephesus. You ever heard anything about Ephesus and the Ephesians? You're going to read in just a little bit further in here that the Ephesians were talking in tongues. There's a letter written to the Ephesians. Did you realize that letter was written to tongue talkers? The Colossians were tongue talkers. The Philippians were tongue talkers. No question the Corinthians were tongue talkers. See the church world has forgotten this. Everybody, the church started when Jesus raised from the dead. He is the first one to ever be born again. And then his, and then the upper room when they were all filled, they went out and preached the word everywhere and churches rose up all over. People like Paul traveled the known world and churches like the church of Colossae, Philippi, Ephesus, all these places rose up. Got to remember, they were founded They were pastored, they were taught by tongue
1: talkers.
0: (laughs) True or not? True. And they were tongue talkers. In fact, the Corinthians talked in tongues so much, Uh they had to get some direction. (laughs) Right? (laughs) About when and how to do it. And yet... Paul said this he said I speak in tongues more than you all well if Paul talked in tongues more than the Corinthians he must have got up talking in tongues and went to bed talking in tongues
1: because
0: they had an abundance of tongues and yet you got whole you know millions of Christians today who don't even believe in it how how did this happen why is it right People say, well, it, it passed away. Did it now? No. <laughs> Did a tongue talker ever tell you <laughs> it passed away? No. Or was it always somebody who doesn't? <laughs> Keep reading. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and found certain unbelievers. Believers. What?
1: Believers. Disciples.
0: Disciples. Are these believers? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Why would he ask such a question? Because don't you receive the Holy Spirit when you're born again? Yes, in the well, but not in the rivers. In the Spirit within, but not the Spirit upon so he's asking believers, disciples, yep. have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? How many think we ought to put a lot of stock in what this scripture says and how it's worded?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: People try to explain it away. They try to twist it around. They say, well, you know, this was, this was a sign that God needed to establish the church in the beginning days. Where do you find any scripture for such a thing? You don't. That's just idea that men came up with.
1: That's right.
0: Well, this is a special thing that the disciples said. Where is scripture that says any of that? No. And we've got record of people that continued speaking in tongues after this and through the next century and the next century and the next century and the next century. And And there are millions of us today on the planet. People say, well, the scripture said tongues will pass away. It also said knowledge will cease. Same verse. No, tongues hadn't passed away any more than knowledge has ceased. There will come a time when these things will be changed. But now is the time to talk in tongues. Friend, don't fight it. Don't knock it. I was a Christian who didn't for years. For years I've been a Christian who does. With is better. I'm testifying to you. Better. Better. Anybody in here besides me can testify the same thing. You were without. You have been with. With is. Huh? Would you go back to not? Never, never, No, no. no, no. Keep reading. They said if... Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, we've not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said, well, to what were you baptized? They said, John's baptism. And John verily preached the baptism of repentance, Paul said, saying you should believe on him that we should come. That's the Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if there's any question about them being saved, how many so say well, they're saved now? Yes. Right? Saved now. You know they are now. No question. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost, what? Didn't make them new creatures, didn't come in them. What did he do? He came on them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And the men were about 12. And we see the genesis of the church at Ephesus. Tongue talkers. Right? Every time you read the New Testament, you need to remind yourself. He's writing to tongue talkers. Right? Time after time after time. Go back to Acts 2. I know there's there's a lot more could be said about this. And people have questions. And sometimes people think they have verses. And if you'll bear with us, and maybe you can come back. We'll get to some of these things. Well, what about the scripture says, do all speak with tongues? That's talking about ministry. All those things are ministry operations. There's diverse kinds of tongues, different kinds of tongues. Not everybody's used in that kind. And yet the, the scripture also said, you may all uh, prophesy and all may speak in tongues. That doesn't make you a prophet. Doesn't mean you have this or that ministry. They're different kinds. And we'll talk about some of these things as time permits, but we don't have time for that tonight. We do have time to receive. Amen. 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 Hmm? Uh-huh.
1: Yes. Yes. Anybody ready? Yes.
0: Something that's very important that you need to note. Something that hindered me. And I don't want it to hinder you. In Acts 2, where we read, verse uh, 4, let's skip down to, they were all what? Filled filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak with other tongues? They. Who? The people. Well, back up to verse, the start of verse 4. Who's the subject here? They were all, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began. Who began? They, they began to speak. Who did the speaking? People. they did not the Holy Spirit no. who did the speaking they did people. who gave the utterance the Holy, the, Holy the Holy Spirit gave them utterance they did the speaking very significant distinction very I stumbled over it for years I grew up part of my childhood we went to a Baptist church wonderful people And part of my childhood, at my earliest, my grandma was Pentecostal. And we went to a a Pentecostal church, old school Pentecostal. And some wonderful people. And uh, they believed in, in being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues, but they believed in tarrying. And so that's all we knew, was tarrying is that you'd come down to the altar after service and tarry and tarry and tarry. And then as and if God saw fit, you you might be filled. So as a boy, I saw this. I knew my grandmother spoke in tongues and my mother did too. I knew it was real. I knew them. I knew their life. And I knew they wouldn't put on and sometimes we lived in a little three room house in my earliest days. Not not just three bedroom, three room. And the walls were so thin. There've been times a little boy, I'd be awakened in the middle of the night hearing my mother pray in tongues on her bed through the little paper thin wall. And I'd sense the presence of God. I knew this was real. And of course, she's not doing it for anybody's benefit to hear or see her it's two in the morning she's in there by herself she thinks we're asleep and I was but uh, as I became a teenager and began to get hungry for God I began to see I need to be able to pray First Corinthians 14 talks about when you pray in the spirit you pray beyond your understanding and you build up yourself on your most holy faith Jude says there are some things have you ever felt like you needed to pray beyond what you knew say the same thing 12 times and then what do you say and you don't know the future and you don't really understand what's you need help we all need help and Romans says the spirit helps us because we don't know what we should pray for as we ought and he helps us and this is one of the big ways he helps us is with this Spiritual, supernatural utterance that's beyond our mind. Don't tell me everybody doesn't need this. They do. Everybody needs this. Everybody. And I begin to see that and I begin to long for it. So I begin to tarry. And the preacher would preach and sometimes service would be over, you know, 10 o'clock. And they'd open up the altars to come tarry and men would come up on one side and women would come up on the other side. And so I'd tarry. And the brothers would come around me and they'd slap me on the back. And some of them would say, hold on. And others say, turn loose. And some would say, don't, don't quit. And some would say, give it up and give it all. And, and uh, I'd tarry for 30 minutes. I'd tarry for an hour. One night I started tarrying about 10. And 2 in the morning I was still tarrying. Everybody had left. The pastor got up out of bed and come back up and knelt down with him. He said, I couldn't take it knowing you're a puritarian by yourself. Had to come help you. (laughs) Now, whether we were all right with our doctrine or not, you got to respect that commitment. Right? And that compassion. And I do to this day. But I didn't get filled. And I didn't speak in tongues. This went on month after month after month after year after year. I wasn't tarrying every week, but we would have a special meeting. I'd get stirred up again, and I'd go back and tarry. And uh, the brethren meant well, but at some point you just start guessing and grasping, you know. And they say, well, brother, maybe if you'd shave off that mustache. God would fill you with the Holy Spirit. I said, well, hey, yeah. So I shaved it off and... Carried harder and louder and nothing happened. (laughs) Maybe if you'd do this, maybe if you'd do that, maybe if you'd do the other, maybe if you were good enough, no friend, this is wrong thinking. You cannot qualify by being good. There's one qualification, born again. Are you listening to me, friends? And if you're born again, you qualify to receive the Holy Spirit, be filled, yield, speak in tongues and but one thing I kept saying, and I was adamant about it, and you got to watch when you're adamant. You can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. I'd say, well, I tell you one thing: if you hear me speaking in tongues, it won't be me. I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to just be me. Somebody say, what's wrong with that? Acts 2.4. We just read it. What does Acts 2.4 say? Hmm? They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Who began to speak? Who began to speak? They began to speak. I don't want it to be me. I want it to be the Holy Ghost. You want the Holy Ghost to receive the Holy Ghost. Uh (laughs) See, people got this idea that he will just kind of talk through you like a speaker. He'll just kind of take you over and it won't be you. It'll be kind of an almost an out-of-body experience that you... And see, that's that's what I was looking for because, uh, you know, I had heard people share their experience. Sister so-and-so in the church, she saw a bright light when she got filled. Brother so-and-so rolled up under the pew and sang and talked. You know, I, I'm, I'm looking for something to hit me and grip me and knock me and make me... And it never happened, month after month and year after year. Phyllis and I got married. We were very, very young. She grew up Catholic, and she'd never heard about the stuff we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> this being filled and this talking in tongues and whoo. But she loved me. I work we having a meeting, and she was in the church, night after night, I'd get up and go Terry. And she'd sit back in the back and wait and wait and wait. She told me later, she started praying on the back. She told God, please give him whatever he wants <laughs> so we can quit doing this, please. <laughs> so one night in desperation, she got up and came to the altar on the lady side. So well, maybe it's me. She said, I don't know about these things, and and maybe I'm holding him back some way. God, I don't want to hold him back some way. What what do I need? What needs to happen to me? And so she's praying in the altar, and all at once, she falls out under the power. (laughs) Never happened to me. (laughs) Falls out under the power. And so the pastor said, you know, you believe it? Their, Their big thing was being baptized. In water. Certain way. And so they told her. You got to get baptized. She thought well okay. And we all drove over. Miles away. It's nearly midnight now. To a pond. Out in the woods. (laughs) It was October. It was cold. (laughs) And they kept telling her. Oh just believe. Just believe. Just believe when you go down. When you come up. That you get filled with the Holy Ghost. That you get filled with the Holy Ghost. Just believe that you do. Well, for her first time to hear any of this, she thought, Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she said when she stepped into the water it was cold and she was kind of shivering. But when she stepped into the water, she said it felt like you stepped into a warm bath. Glory to God. She said she stepped into the presence of God. Glory. And she said she just kept, she she kept believing and she said when she came up out of the water, said she started speaking in tongues under the water. When she started coming up and she was speaking in tongues when she come up out of the water, it was glorious. And she didn't sleep or eat for the next three or four days. Didn't need to. She was just in the glory of God. And I was still...
1: (laughs) I
0: thought now God She's Catholic My grandmother's Pentecostal One of the founders My granddad gave the, the ground For the Pentecostal church to be built on My aunt's Pentecostal preacher Didn't seem to make one bit of difference to him Any of that she's talking in tongues and I'm not but I said I tell you one thing if you ever hear Keith talking in tongues it won't be me (laughs) is there a problem with that oh every problem why because until you speak in tongues you will never speak in tongues the fact that you're physically speaking isn't supernatural. Amen. The fact you've got to use your tongue, got to use your vocal cords, you've got to push air out, just like you're speaking in your known tongue. The fact that you're speaking isn't so much the spiritual or supernatural. It's where the utterance is coming from. It's not coming out of your head. It's coming out of your spirit. Out of your belly, yes, will flow rivers of living water. Can you yes. say amen? Yes. amen? One night, I came up, been tarrying for an hour or so, and I said, "Oh God, just desperation! God, give me the Holy Spirit." And and His presence came on us so strong, I heard kaplump, kaplump, kaplump. And I felt one of the guy's arm that was next to me slide off, and I looked, he's fell out under the power. Everybody around me has fell out under the power, and the Spirit of God's so strong on me, I can hardly lift my head. I'm draped over the altar like this, and I'm still going, Please, God, please give me the Holy Ghost. And didn't have enough sense to realize he's going, Hello, here I am. And I left that night. Not speaking. Why? Ignorance and wrong thinking. It was time to yield. Everybody say yield. Yield. Yielding to the Holy Spirit means acting on the promptings and urgings. He's not going to make you do anything. But when he prompts you, it's time to move. Years went by. And I got a hold of some of Brother Kenneth Hagin's materials on, uh, what is it, Seven Steps, How to Receive the Holy Ghost. Is that the little book? And I thought, well, boy, I need that. We're standing in our little mobile home, and and I read that. I went down through them. Oh, that sounds simple enough. And he talked about how when you speak in tongues, you won't know what you're saying. Don't try to analyze it. The Bible talks about speaking. There are languages on the earth right now. If you heard them, you wouldn't even think they're a language. And what do you know about angelic tongues? You don't know what they sound like. You're not qualified to analyze it and say that does or does not sound like a language to me. You're just not qualified. So don't do it. And so I read it and he said, just ask the Father. Luke said, Jesus said in Luke... Uh, if you ask the father, he'll give you the Holy Spirit. Just like a good father would give a good gift to his son. I thought, nah, can't be that easy. Can't be. And the thought came to me, I know it was the Lord, well, you've tried everything else. (laughs) I thought, okay, all right, all right. So I went through the steps and I said, okay, Lord, I'm a child of yours. I believe in Jesus. I confess him as Lord of my life and you said that if I would ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit you would give him to me so I'm asking and you said that uh, you gave them utterance in a new tongue when they were filled and I expect the same thing I'm asking for utterance in a new tongue I just believe that I receive and I thank you that I'll speak right now Provenus Akali Finijipatali I thought nah (laughs) nah Nah. because see when Sister Sue got filled she saw a bright light and Brother George rolled up under the pew and I don't hardly feel anything right now (laughs) experiences vary tremendously one thing is consistent you believe you receive and you speak in tongues and I kept coming back to it kept coming back to it you, you, by faith by faith and so I did I just lay across my bed that night and I started even my mind was fighting me because see I've been doing this for years the wrong way and, and, and everything's telling me it can't be it can't be this simple why because if it is this simple dummy
1: <laughs>
0: you could have been failed years ago without going through all this and hollering and screaming and waiting every night and shaving off your mustache. And (laughs) (laughs) And that's how so many things are. People have done so much stuff until it's hard on their pride to admit Uh I was wrong. I was going down the wrong road. None of that was necessary. And oh, thank God, the the further I went, the stronger it got. And the further I went, the better it got. And and I've been speaking in tongues until this present hour. And in these past years have had some outstanding experiences in him. But initially, not not like Phyllis had, not like some other people had. You can see in the book of Acts, the folks in Acts 19, it wasn't just like Acts 2, right? They were different. And yet they received and they spoke. If you believe this is available to you tonight and you would like to receive and you're ready, why don't you stand up on your feet right now. If you'd like to be prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues, now not for something else, not for healing. Not for something else. Stand up. If you say, I want to be filled with the Spirit and speak in other tongues, and I haven't done that, or I was filled a long time ago, and I haven't spoken tongues in a long time, come right on up. If you're standing, come right on up. Uh, Singers, y'all come on, just play softly. Thank you. Come up to the front. The Bible said they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, don't come for something else. Just stand stand along a, a line right here and face towards me, please if you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues, I want you to please get up. Come, come down here right now. You do not want to miss out on this. Or maybe you were filled. You spoke in tongues a long time ago, but you haven't. It's just been sporadic. You need to get free. You, you, need, to, you need to have a full flow. I want you to get up and, and come down with us, please. Thank you, Lord. Everybody stand and just uh, be believing with these folks and I believe there's some other people that should come. So we'll wait just a moment for them to just come and just stand along the front. Come right on. Come right on. Come right on. If you believe the Word of God that we read tonight is for you and for now, for us, you should have the same kind of experience that they had. Then I want you to come down. Oh, hallelujah. Ushers, would y'all come, whoever's coming, and just kind of... Back us up here. I'm gonna pray for you, lead you in a prayer, and then pray for you. When I do, the Holy Spirit's gonna come on you. You say, think so? No, I know so. I've done this many times. I've seen this happen many, many times. God is so faithful. The scripture said, if you ask him, he gives. How many know the word is true? If you do it. Now, this is the important thing when I pray for you and the spirit of God comes on you I'm going to begin speaking in other tongues at that point don't speak in your known language anymore English or any other language you know don't speak in that language but don't be silent either speak by faith remember he's not going to make you speak speak by faith believe in God to give you utterance and the bolder you are and the freer you are it'll just flow out of you the less thinking, the better. Close your eyes. Those in the congregation, reach your hands out toward these. And when we begin to pray in the Spirit, all of you in the congregation, you lift up your voice and pray in the Spirit also. Up in the front here with me, say out loud, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your Son Jesus. That he died on the cross. He paid the price for all my sins. I believe you've raised him from the dead. And I confess Jesus, Lord of my life. I am a believer. And I'm asking you to fill me to overflowing with your wonderful Holy Spirit. In a new tongue, a new tongue just, like you did, just like you did in the Word of God. In the Word of God. Oh, some palakish dechi. Gale from Manzan the Vola Pramasi. Oh, le Vraige. Did you speak out by faith? Oh, that's a company. Name, that's it, that's it, that's it. Golem, that's it, that's it, that's it. No, Freeman Don't think, just speak. That's it, Bali for Moski, Lavre Mondoski, Gale for Monsi, Nave for Mondoski, Nave for Mondoski. No, that's it, that's it, that's it, be bold, be bold. O Sipakasti, speak out by faith. Old Lamanda goes to the brain, Lady Freeman Nossi, Nave for Mondosi. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge.